Welcome to Creative Conversations with Costume Designers. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. <laughs> well, us costume designers have a lot to say about what it looks like to tell stories with clothing. I'm your host, Mandy Line. I've been a costume designer for the last 22 years. During COVID-19 lockdown, I felt lost, not being able to make words on a page come to life through costume design. I decided to reach out to my peers, come to find that they felt the same way. I decided to seize the moment and start this podcast. We don't need a lockdown to want to be inspired, motivated, and entertained. So each week, tune in to hear amazing, (laughs) unexpected stories of what it looks like to be a costume designer to them. No one's story is the same. Trust me. Are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Each episode is brought to you by the Western Costume Company, your one-stop shop for all your costume needs. So the first thing I thought when I saw Spring Breakers, oh my gosh, who is this dope costume designer? Then I watched Euphoria. Same thing. Who is this awesome costume designer? I have to have her as my guest. Well, I got her as my guest and her name is Heidi Bivens. She's so cool and humble. She really thinks outside the box and no wonder Euphoria was up for an Emmy for best costumes in a contemporary series. Come join us. It was such a cool interview. You look beautiful and I think you've probably done a thousand and twenty interviews by now. So you got this. You look great. Thank you, do too. Thank you for being here, number one, and rescheduling. I know your crazy life. Are you Tulsa, LA? Where the heck are you? Um, right now, I'm in Tulsa. Okay, okay. So that's where. So I told everybody right when we joined that when people were here yesterday and rescheduled, that just means they love love you. So that's. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. First of all, before we get into your credits, which is kind of like the first thing to do. Now that you're in Tulsa, take me back to when the pandemic hit. Were you just starting Euphoria? Yeah, we were just about to start shooting. And uh, so we had prepped the show and went down on Friday the 13th. And we were supposed to start shooting that Monday. Oh, shit. So, yeah, we we were ready to go. I was talking to Donnie and she was saying, Mandy, like you said, it was, uh, by the way, Donnie and you guys, like, this team this dream team i'm obsessed with her and she's like zero she's like five she's so young but you guys did such a great thing with the show and um she was telling me how you know sudden it was and that leads me to a question now that you prepped it you know how many months ago going back are do you get time to reshop or your stuff was like yeah yeah We'll have time to reshop. Okay. We're going to do one episode that we're prepping right now that'll come out during the holidays. So that I was like pretty set for already. When we come back next year, I'll have time to reshop. But um, luckily, I think a lot of the looks that we put together that we already fit are still going to be, be relevant, current, and yeah. relevant, and um, and uh, yeah, because I, I mean, in general, I try to take inspiration from what's you know out there and what what's um trending but also try to do something else that isn't necessarily like what everyone's wearing right now anticipating that the show you know is going to come out later and i think that's uh first of all you are you nail that you nail 
aspirational. It's not like what's now, number one. Salvador mm -hmm. Perez, who's a costume designer president of the Upper yeah. Guild, he's here. I'm dying. Oh, cool. Hi, he's, in, he's in Atlanta. He was in Puerto Rico. Um, but what's really interesting, I, I think sometimes students don't realize, like, being a stylist and a costume designer, we have to think, oh, like, the actor will come in and be like, this is so cool right now. And you're like, I know, but that's something that may not be cool eight months later, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes out. Definitely. Trying to, trying to create costumes that feel timeless, I think, is something I'm aware of. And I think a way that you can do that is by taking from a lot of different inspiration mm -hmm. a lot of different places so um the the inspiration is so varied that hopefully you create something different and something new yeah i mean that's the that's the dream that is so not on the nose i was talking to uh ruth carter was one of my first guests and it was mm -hmm. so funny we were talking about do the right thing and i said were there any trends that you thought was gonna like nail it and you missed it and she said Oh my God, I thought swatch watches on the ankles were just gonna be the rage. And if you go back and watch it now, she's like, yeah. that did not make, we were laughing so hard. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the, the, the double triple, so I mean, shoot, that was close. You know what I haven't seen? I've been looking at, what was I watching? Oh, the Kirsten Dunst one, uh, had to be something in Florida. Uh-huh, yeah, Stacey they, the Cat does that show. And so I watched the um, watches, but you know what people aren't getting? No one gets the swatch guard. Oh, yeah, yeah. The they'll, swatch they'll put this, right? And I'm like, come on, guys, put the swatch guard on. Yeah. And remember, we would like twist it. So fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Speaking uh, of, um, yeah. just because you brought up uh, Salvador, um, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of his because mm -hmm. he um, has been able to find a way for designers to be involved with uh with creating merch for you know he 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 found a way to create product that then he put on the show so it wasn't uh intellectual property of the show because he created right. it before the show for the show right and, uh, and that i think was so smart and is a way that costume designers can um after a project have uh have you know, intellectual property of designs. Um, and so I'm, I'm a big fan of his for, uh, for promoting that and, um, and being aware of, of how, to, how to sort of navigate working with studios uh, when you're trying to, uh, you know, create some sort of like product line or mm -hmm. you know, do something after, after the, the show or the movie <laughs> comes out. Well, that's, I, I love that you brought that up because my intern said, he was talking about the props department or something. And, and he said, well, you know, like when you, when you create something, the studio said that they have the right to it. I'm like, yeah, you put it on yeah. and you own it. And when mm -hmm. I had my line with Pretty Little Liars, mm -hmm. my branding manager, we tried to do it other ways. And we, there was no other way at that time, you know, before, mm -hmm. you know, Sal's kind of thinking outside the box was we had to go in and we had to be associated with them. So I was grateful for my line. I got my name on it. But at the end of the day, it starts and ends with the studio. So you're right. You know, that's it. There's nothing for mine. I mean, my experience, my gratitude, that was amazing. But at yeah. the same time, you know, there's a different avenue that we may want to go down. And yeah, definitely. It starts from the beginning. Okay, guys. So I, there's so many people that, yes, euphoria. Don't worry, guys. We're going to get to it. But mm -hmm. I love, as a costume designer, getting into your work, getting into your resume. So I'm just going to kind of go down the credits that I love. 
because that's what okay, I want to cool. <laughs> So, um, okay, you recently worked with my boyfriend. And by the way, I like to call everybody my boyfriend at some point. Okay. That's kind of hot. I actually had a little mini fling, little mini something one, one night. Um, mm -hmm. You just finished working with Ben Affleck, and I'm not even lying, uh, mm -hmm. and his new girlfriend on something called mm -hmm. Deep Water. Yes, Deep Water. Mm -hmm. Is that a wrap, um, uh, you know, post-production right now, or is it going to be? Yes, it's in post. Um, I think they might go back to New Orleans to shoot a little more stuff, mm. but, um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely in post. But New Orleans is a little on hold right now. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> although it's coming back. I mean, I think production's coming back. I worked on another film with Jennifer Lawrence that is going back for reshoots uh, in middle of September. So right, I was just talking about the hurricane because I got called for out there, and I think they just want to let yeah. that kind of yeah hurricane pass. season. It's not fun. Not fun <laughs> because I, like when you're shooting every day, there's yeah. rain rain delay. So like you're lucky if you shoot, if you have a schedule that you're supposed to shoot 10 hours, you're lucky if you shoot six hours. Cause like every Have day you ever shot in Vancouver? No. Is it the same? Oh my God. Heidi, <laughs> I was there for five and a half years, just recently, oh, wow. four shows, five and a half years. Oh, wow. And I remember the first day I wore like white dunks to set and you see one of the grips. He was like, why, why do you have white shoes on? Oh my God. And I learned, so it friggin' rains in Vancouver seven months a year wow. but but i refused to buy a rain jacket so i got yes. <laughs> I was like, i'm not gonna do it but i did have to buy rain boots so speaking of the jennifer lawrence project there's no way in hell i'm gonna be able to pronounce it untitled lila well it's it's lila is the director it's untitled soldier project is what we've been calling it, got it. um hopefully it'll get a title soon um yeah it's based on a, a a beautiful original script by a woman named Elizabeth Sanders, who's a Kenny Lonergan protege. And that was her first feature script to be made into a film. Although that script was changed a lot. So it's very different from her original script. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it's, um, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Right. Um, right. Yeah. It, the, what I signed up for, seems very different than what we <laughs> shooting. So I think a I'm lot not... of designers can say like, I don't really, we'll see how it plays yeah, out. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I'm excited for it. It's very yeah. different from Euphoria. I went from doing, you know, like teen, you know, like exciting sort of right, like right. teen show to um, a film about uh, a woman who's uh, in the Army Corps of Engineers and gets involved with the IED in Afghanistan when she's there working on a project. Really and comes back to the U.S. to rehabilitate, and um, and so it's like sweatpants and Hanes t-shirts. Like it's right. like very and military. It's well it's nothing like Euphoria. That leads me to a question that I never had planned on asking, but now that you're saying that, Sal and I talk a lot about people putting us, you know, in certain niches and boxes. And how did you? Because if you look at your resume, and I'm not even like bragging or kissing your ass, you look like the dopest, most contemporary like designer. How does somebody, I love, I love, and you're so cute, like little overalls, I fucking, I love, I love this. But what was that connection that that person, I mean, I guess you can't get into the person who hired you, their heads, but how did that door open? Um, you mean in the beginning? Uh, no, we'll get, we'll get to that one. But like for a movie like that, like, I'll be up for movies. And oh. I had a director tell me, he's like, you know, we just don't oh, right, think right, that right. you can do military. And I'm like, right. oh my God. Yeah. Right. Um, well, uh, 
Scott Rudin and A24 produced that film. And I had worked with both of them on mid nineties. Got it. And, there you go. um, yeah. and I kind of know Dan <coughs> a little bit. We have mutual friends. So um, it always helps when you like have the trust a, factor. Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of like connection to, even if it's like, you know, someone who knows someone, and someone just, who can vouch for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That you just say helps. It. Okay. And I feel like we really have to help the new generation and all like our BIPOC and transgender, you know, friends and, you know, people we meet to be able to come up within the industry. And that's like really a focus of mine. Um, mm -hmm. And the departments, like everyone I work with, I make sure that I have a very diverse department. I think that's extremely right. important. Totally. And most recently, I started working um, on a committee and organization called the Film Path with a bunch of other below the line artists. Um, this, we have Nancy Steiner, Jennifer Johnson, would love to get you involved. Um, Ariane awesome. Phillips, um, Chris Lavelt, DP, Patrick Milani. We have like, a really great team of people who um, we get together every Sunday and meet and we, we're talking about like how we can create mentorships for people trying to get into the industry because there's so many people who like to join a union mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people who are probably watching this instagram live even who like have no idea how to do it totally, and, um, totally. and i think it's really important for us to do the outreach and to and to make sure that we have diverse crew I and love that sometimes, you said that. Sometimes yeah. department heads don't know where to find those people. So we're working on creating a roster. I mean, there's a lot of other uh, organizations who are doing similar work. So we're um, looking to connect with all of those organizations or as many as are willing to work with us to help create this roster. So like if you were hiring for a project right. and you wanted more diversity and totally and you called the people you knew and they weren't available, you could go online and check out the roster and see the availability love. list. I, I love that you said this because this conversation, you know, mm -hmm. it came up all the time with me in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. In Vancouver, and I think that's why it would be great to talk to me and Cynthia Summers. Great. Cynthia's from there, because there truly is a lack of the population of a black, just even, in Vancouver, it's very highly populated, um, uh, heavy on, you know, everyone that I've hired there, I would, I would, I would lack that feeling of diversity. And I remember saying once, even going out to dinner, I'm like, I need guacamole. And they're like, there's no Mexicans here, Mandy. There's all like, even those smallest little things. And so in hiring, I made it a point to say, you know what, guys, we are also going to create, and this, you know, Charlize um, Antoinette, she's a costume designer I interviewed before. Mm -hmm. And something that, a book that I've started is uh, different Black designers that are, instead of our go-to, like, let's go here, let's go there. Before we do that anymore, I'm going to look in that book. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look in that book to, you know, try to find different avenues and different resources. So I think we're talking very much the same yeah and the goal and and thank you so yeah. let's talk after this yeah. i think it's something then, huge i think like even going beyond that and being able to m mentor people oh. who who are like you know young people who um That's what like, I was say. who are have interest in fashion and um you know don't don't know the first thing about how to go about getting in the industry because <coughs> i mean the the unions don't make it very easy necessarily you know to to even um understand 
what it takes to become a member. And then right, there's right. also the entry fees that can, you know, definitely. Um, I had to borrow money. I remember yeah, I borrowed it from my say. designer. Like, there's a lot of people who like can't afford to work as PAs or, you know, maybe they have two jobs and, you know, they, they, they can't afford, they yep. can't afford to do it. So I think, yeah, it's, it's important. Um, for us all to try to do um, our part in creating diversity in the film and television and advertising industry, commercial industry. I love that, the other side of it. One thing, I, uh, when you said the word mentorship, did you see that advertisement for uh, Ryan Reynolds, that film that oh, he's Oh yeah, creating? I saw, uh, yeah, I, yeah, he's doing good work. Right, so I wrote to my agent and it's exactly what you said. It's taking these veterans, do we say veterans? Sal told me once, he's like, yeah, we're veterans, Mandy. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> He's, but I love that idea and it goes along with what you're saying is like this mentorship and that aspirational of how mm -hmm. I would love to, you know, pass down that knowledge. So mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're on the same page. I uh -huh. love that. I'll, I'll get with you later and I'll send you Perfect. more information. It's called the film path, what we're doing. The, the film path. And, okay. um, and we're, you know, we're, we have our social media and our, our website, but it's not live yet. Um, right. But we're, you know, we're getting our footing and figuring out our like, everyone signing off on our mission statement and love it. we're going to send out a letter to all the union members soon. And um, so, yeah, it's happening. I love that. Congratulations. Yeah. And I think, you know, during this pandemic, those are those kind of gifts that have been giving us that time, this time that yeah. we had to create that. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. Um, mm -hmm. I also, I saw that you worked on, I went to this thing called Woody women under the influence. It's a lot of creatives and directors. And uh -huh. so I don't camp, but I went to this camp in September. It was like this yeah. retreat and, the friggin' movie I wanted to see. It was a short. You uh -huh. did it. Shaco oh. Mako? Oh, Shaco Mako, yeah. That was so awesome. I have to go back and watch it, but the, you know, it's like- With Alia. Yes, mm -hmm. oh, I love her. I love yeah. her from Arrested, she's yeah. so good. Um, Alia and Brad Pitt are supposedly having a baby. <laughs> you took it, you took the I, word for No, the, I don't really think that's true. I didn't bother texting her. She already had the baby, her. right? I thought she had it. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's like um, what you get for being close friends with Brad Pitt, I guess, people speculating. And You'd like walk by him and they're like, oh my God, they're together. Yeah. Uh, right. Then you've got um, mid nineties mm -hmm. with Jonah Hill as a director. How the heck was it like working with Jonah Hill? He's amazing. He's good. so supportive of the department, of all his departments. Cause he knows he was, it. Yeah. He was in really good form on that movie. It was his baby, you know, is a story based on his childhood. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that's cool. And um, he, you know, he just has so much heart and, and really cares about all his crew, looks everybody in the eye, says good morning to everyone in the morning, like gives every <coughs> single person on the crew yeah. the same kind of attention and respect. And, and that's, I would say that's rare. So, it's rare and it makes you want to like, but you, we bust our ass anyways, but sometimes that extra like, hey, what's up? How you doing? How's your dog? How's your cat? You're just like, I will do anything for you today. Like, I love that feeling. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna make another feature soon. I was wondering this, if he's this, gonna do. In, in um, 2021, he'll, okay. he'll be making another film. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. With a female lead. Um, yeah, it's a female-centric story. So, um, so yeah, he's doing good stuff. That's cool. No, it's good to know an actor that's become mm -hmm. a director, not just for like ego reasons. Um, then you've got, and I'll get into a little bit about this, but you worked with, you worked on Beach Bum and Spring Breakers with Harmony Corinne. Mm -hmm. Just for the record, I worked with Larry Clark. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I remember so many people that were working on it 
we mm -hmm. did it because we're like, fuck it, dude, it's Larry Clark. Like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the end of shooting, mm -hmm. it was with uh, um, the, the designer. I don't know if people, you'll know who it is, um, who did, oh, God. Uh, oh, God, I can't remember the line. Anyways, I'm going to get back to it. She was a costume designer turned actress. And um, I kept on saying, you know, well, where's this going to go? Where's this going to go? And he said, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just create this costume. Oh, Tara Subcoff. Subcoff. Oh, Tara. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally, totally. Mm -hmm. And he goes, where's this going to I said, where's it going to go? And he goes, don't worry, don't worry. Anyways, they got into it so bad. He put her cast chair up in the hills in the mountain. I was fucking dying because it's Larry Clark. He doesn't care, right? Yeah. And they said, oh, that's a, that's a wrap on Tara. And then she was looking for a chair. It, keep in mind, I had been making this costume, but he couldn't tell me that he was going to let her go. And also wanted to tell me, like, don't work as hard. I was working mm -hmm. so freaking hard and never even got to use this costume because he knew oh, what he yeah. was doing. Well, I mean, I think Tara, you know, I mean, she, she's been directing. I think yeah. she's the kind of person that is, she should just, like, direct. She should just, like, be in charge. Cool. Totally. You know, she's got that, that personality. It's, it's hard. I think maybe, you know, she's not the best for. suited to have people telling her what to do. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Those are those personalities. Yeah, so if you guys, if you guys don't know who Harmony Corinne is, written, directed, films, and you know what reminded me? Euphoria reminded me, which we're going to get right to next is Euphoria. Mm -hmm. Watching Euphoria, you have a lot of people of this generation and even parents saying, oh my God, it's so fucked up. It's so groundbreaking. It's so that." And I said, have you guys mm -hmm. ever seen kids? You know? And it mm -hmm. reminded me on an accentuated, fantastic level, but it had this root of reality of kids and what was happening mm -hmm. during that moment. So when you worked with Harmony Corinne, mm -hmm. I'm seeing a trend here of really cool directors and scripts and not necessarily the costumes come later is that something i'm catching mm -hmm. on to that working with really special directors is something that you've kind of made yeah. important from a from a very early age in my career even when i was um doing editorial and before yeah. i started working in film i always knew that i wanted to work with auteurs i always yeah, wanted yeah. to work with visionary directors totally. directors who are artists and to be able to nurture them as artists mm -hmm. um i i really enjoyed being behind the scenes um in that way and uh and that that's something that i think i i was conscious of from the beginning i think mm -hmm. not that i think i'm so cool that i found it but looking at all your work and i'm like Dude, she works with directors that I grew up, you know, we, I know that we're around the same age, even though you look mm -hmm. half my age. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I'm looking at I'm wearing like, like children's clothes. Probably. That's why that helps, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I guarantee when you worked with Harmony Corinne, you already knew about Ken Park and Julian Donkey Boy and Gummo and all, you know, like mm -hmm. those are the movies that I remember watching. Yeah. I mean, who is this guy? And yeah. you worked with, David Lynch in 2006 like yeah. what was that like <laughs> holy crap and that was that was uh inlet inland empire sorry I should have said the credit yeah that that was wild because it was unlike any other experience I've ever had or will ever have again, <laughs> um because there was never a hard script so I never got a hard script. I would get pages like the day before and I would go to the costume house like at 7 a.m. when they open 
and pull costumes for that day of shooting. So um, I, I remember at the time thinking that if, I don't know, a lot of other costume designers, like seasoned costume designers, yeah, yeah. would have gone crazy. Like, totally. would have, like, made them crazy. Right. But because that was my, one of my first projects. I was going to ask, was that I one of your first like, projects? I wasn't, like, set yeah. in my way of working. And I think that really, like, freed me up for later <laughs> to be able to work with other directors who are artists and, like, to really be able to... Um, to you know be open to to like a freeform way of working yeah, yeah um like right now like i'm in tulsa working with taika watiti and um his uh his writing partner on this project is sterling harjo who's a native american uh filmmaker writer and they've um, done this show they're developing the show together it's called reservation dogs That's but true. i had this is my first time working with taika and i've been yeah. told by his close uh producers yeah. people in his inner circle that like he'll change things on a dime that like on a project in Hawaii recently someone in passing mentioned something about like aliens one day and then and um, the next day there was like aliens written into the script <laughs> that they had to and it wasn't a sci-fi <laughs> movie it was just you know yeah and yeah so yeah. um that like you know anything can happen and um, I think, well, that could frustrate some people. I find it exciting because, you know, I'm always going to do my best with what I have. So, like, if someone throws to me something yeah. out of left field, I know that, like, I'll do my best, best. to best. facilitate that. Yep. And that's all you can do. And so I, I don't really stress in those situations, you know, or I try not to that, um, you know. Well, you, like, I love that you said that because I think, so at the beginning, you're like, cool, I'll work out of my you know, trunk, this is awesome and fine. I'll, you know, like you're giving your blood, sweat and tears and then you get on some like fancy stuff and you get kind of uh, jaded from that. But I, I remember telling my crew when they would come to me and say, did you see this? They want you to have a flying Elvis. And I remember, and I think this might be you, like all of a sudden I come down and I say, cool, tell the AD, you need this in two hours. All you can do is give them, oh shit, did I lose her? And I thought that she wasn't engaging in that conversation. Okay, I think she'll be right back. <coughs> Hi guys, oh my God, this is a great interview. We only have 25 minutes left. Eduardo, hello. Uh, I think she's down, I know, I just realized that. She'll come back though. And we're going to get onto Euphoria. This is perfect timing. Hi guys, thank you. Thank you, stick around, she's gonna come back. We've got a lot of people, this is awesome. Are you guys having a great time? I think it's really important to learn about the costume designer's past so you realize why she's so awesome. I don't think it's all, it's a good one, right? Um, it's not just because she did a cool show. You're requesting from, uh, I'm requesting from, this is Heidi, okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. I think she's coming back in. I'm requesting from my friends online. I'm <laughs> Sorry. Ah! Oh my God. I was plugged in too. I don't know what happened. My phone died. I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh my God. Don't worry. Antoinette, the costume designer I was telling you about during our live, it, mm -hmm. it overheated. She had to go stick mm -hmm. her phone in the freezer. I mean, trust me, I've seen it all, done it all. I've got phones that fell. I was just explaining right. to, um, no, it was great. And we'll get right into uh, euphoria, but I loved I love going back a little bit into these costume designers and yours, obviously, your stories of, uh, you know, everything isn't perfect. 
and pretty and you don't have these big budgets but i think with the generation coming in like i had this one assistant once and she had only worked on tv high-end high budget and i was doing something really cool but it was a little more like you said like stick and move and it was hard for them to adapt because they had never seen that but right and now i mean look where you've gotten you're working with my boyfriend Tycho. he oh my god i love him so much i do i do i love him because you've seen what we do in the shadows right the film Mm -hmm, I can't like I do impressions of all the time like if I walk by a mirror I'll have like a cup that's I'm so, so stupid <laughs> it's so good so congratulations is that something you're going to shoot in Tulsa Stay yeah we're okay from now it's um it's a pilot for FX and pilot got it it's called reservation dogs and it's about life on a Native American reservation and it's going to be in the tone of stuff you've seen from him before. Um, his movie Boy is a big reference in terms of tone. And okay. um, so, yeah, so I think in Sterling, Harjo, who's the writer, he is Native American. And, he, you know, from talking with him and, and, you know, doing my research, there really hasn't been a show like this on television mm -hmm. um, about native american life in this way indigenous uh life um and like a real window into reservation life and um, <laughs> yeah 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 I think it's kind of cool excited about it and i'm excited to create these characters um that um yeah no no one has seen on tv yet yeah okay no no that's awesome the only reason i have been introduced um and gratefully so in vancouver again another reason to talk to cynthia summers and i is that a part of my cruise, I'm like, what, what national, I'm indigenous, I'm indigenous. And I was like, what is this culture that like, we, I'm not even, it, it was awesome to start to be saturated with that. I'm like, I don't see black people or, or Mexican individuals, but then there was this uh, indigenous cult and there's stories and dark stories and, you know, positive and negative, but that's another, you know, yeah, interesting thing that of, came out of Vancouver. A lot of First Nations people in Canada and our, our main talent our four um main cast are from are some see okay, yeah. okay okay so you are first nations right um they're not, so, oh my god i love that i knew oh. cynthia summers it, no this is great um okay so i talked about the director question i did want to okay we've got about 25 minutes left i can ask okay. this really quick and then i'm going to get right into euphoria and i've got you know everything uh going okay. on uh i wanted to and I always, I want to make sure I get this right. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, it's me going into my photos because you have to. Okay, here we go. So this is Spring Breakers. If you guys haven't seen it, I mean, it is out there. I will never forget. Ashley Benson comes into a fitting. All she said, holy shit. All she says is, you don't even know. You don't even know. This costume designer, you don't even know. And I, all I can think in my head, who the hell is this girl? So I'm doing Pretty Little Liars, right? It's on mm -hmm. fire. It's like the coolest show. And then she comes in pretty much going, this is lame. This is awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell is this girl? So I look you up. I'm like, okay, I don't know who she is. She's this amazing stylist. My question to you about Spring Breakers is, you've got Harmony Corinne, who thinks outside the box, who I've read some interviews. He doesn't ever want to do, right? What's now? You've got this cast, and then you've got, like, stop it, shut up, like, this whole look. <laughs> what, who's, 
discussion, who's, who brought up this vibe first? Where did that come from? Because I'm sorry, but that's so dope. If, if it's just you, then you're that awesome. But they're, who talked about this? Well, um, when a lot of the directors I work with who, you know, are artists, <laughs> they, right. write, they write wardrobe cues into the script. So like the that. unicorn, like that was in the script. Um, so really coming up with the color and like the patch and like making sure it glows in the dark and like all of that stuff is, you know, my, my job. But um, a lot of the wardrobe cues were in the script. The, the sweatpant look with the DTF, that was something I brought to the table. The, um, the bathing, the monokinis with the, you know, um, the, the cutouts. Lion. Yeah, it's I think so, yeah. I, I really think I got those at like Spencer's Gifts or something. Like I, I tried yeah. a lot of shopping locally. Like we were shooting in St. Pete's in Florida, mm. St. Petersburg, and I tried to do a lot of local shopping there. And, like my approach was sort of method in that, like where do these girls actually get their clothes? And where so, would they shop? Yeah, I, I don't think I used any designer anything. Um, and you know, like it was on. Um, I'm all, showing like, you this. All, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm showing you this because this is a real person. He's my friend from high school. Like uh -huh. I was dying because I was like, oh my god, this James Franco character is his name. I'm not kidding you, Heidi. He calls himself Quan Gotti. Quan Gotti from Simi Valley. I'm friggin' dying. I just love what you did on this. And these are actually the top ones are Halloween costumes because. Oh. This, yeah. They nailed it. <laughs> it was I mean, that's, so great. Yeah. I'm always honored when people dress up for Halloween as right? something. Right? Um, yeah, when on Euphoria for the Halloween episode. Uh, oh, that's you know, coming. One of, one of my yeah. goals, like, you know, the idea that people would dress up as the characters from the show as the characters that the you know the references for Halloween so that it would be like this like meta meta Halloween costume um, no it is it's it's I can tell that doing a show that people aspire to dress like and it's I found doing my research that you and I probably have a lot in common in our approach with a show that you know someone's going to try to do and mm -hmm will also help them. I mean, Pretty Little Liars was 10 years before this, but I guarantee that you've gotten emails and comments saying, this helped me grow, or I saw myself, I found myself. And, you know, Euphoria, which I'm about to get to, is such a special show like that, that doing my research, I identified, I, I have this whole presentation about Halloween, and knowing that, like, senior costumes and people, I'll, I'll just get to one really quick, they dressed up just like that. They oh, nailed yeah. it, right? <clears throat> That's a great wow. one. So, okay, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take these off. Um, okay, so I've got the James Franco. Okay, so now we're on Euphoria. Congratulations on your Emmy nom. Kate, can you tell me where you were when you got that phone call or that email that you've nominated? Yeah. I was at my house in upstate New York and um, I have to say, I really wasn't expecting that. Um, it was a it was a surprise. I think um, partly um, wasn't expecting it because I wasn't nominated for a CDG and so a, a Costume Designers Guild Award. So mm -hmm. and those really seem like they're sort of um, you know um, an indicate like, that's an indication of who like the going. SAG is for the Oscars and all that. Yeah. yeah. So I just after 
I didn't get the CD genome. I just thought like, oh, I guess this isn't the kind of show that is going to be recognized in that way. Like, oh, well, uh -huh. like, you know, didn't think about it anymore. And um, so, yeah, I didn't, the morning that the announcements came out, I didn't even look it up to see but then I actually forgot that they were going to be announced. And then uh, my supervisor texted me. Um, he was also yes. nominated. And then oh, I, my God. Uh, it was the rush. It was a thrill for sure, you know, to, to be recognized by your peers. Because from how I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the nomination is um, from, from people who have been nominated for that category before. They're, it, once you're in the Television Academy, like once you've been nominated, you can vote on who gets, is, is that how it works? It's a peer group. And the reason yeah. I know this is, be, yeah, so it's a peer group. And the peer group is, uh, I remember telling my assistant, have you joined the Academy? Have you joined the Academy? And mm -hmm. you have to be a member of the Academy, but you don't have to have been nominated, but you do have to be part of that peer group. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, but, but it is, it's a testament for sure. So like anyone who's like in CDG could become a member of the of the television academy. Mm -hmm. Is that how? Okay, I, cool. I'm almost sure because I know that I've been one for so long, and you know, contemporary. And I got to get this right. Contemporary wasn't a separate category. So <laughs> when PLL, there was like a buzz around it. You know, I was like, I'm gonna lose to Game of Thrones. You know, like it's I'm never gonna win. But now they've got this contemporary category where you've got you know people like Allison Fanger and Sal Perez, where you're like, you guys have the dopest contemporary show. So, I mean, and you uh, that you know, there's more opportunity out there to really put contemporary, mm -hmm. you know, and make that a normal thing. It's not, it's not any less hard <laughs> by any means. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I, I think so. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I was, I was definitely surprised and, and, you know, just nominated with all these great designers and um, yeah. So no, awesome. congratulations, congratulations Thanks. for that. <clears throat> we have kind of a delay, so I'm trying not to step over you, but I'm still really excited about asking you this question. So I think it's funny when I have my friends that call me up and they say this because they don't really know how the industry works. I have my best friend call me up. Um, wait, you need a certain amount of credits to join the TV Academy. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, God knows we freaking have that. Um, uh, I had a friend call me up and say, oh my God, there's a show euphoria. The clothes are so awesome. You should totally design it. I'm like, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't really make sense that way. And so you have to explain it to them. You know, no, there's actually a designer there that's awesome. <laughs> so I, okay, wait, recommended you. You have to have the TV Academy. Okay, that makes sense. Um, uh, so first of all, again, when my friends called me and told me, you should be doing Euphoria. I'm like, who the fuck is this girl doing Euphoria? I look it up, I'm all... Oh my God, it's that Spring Breakers girl. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. So one of the first things that I wanted to, for me as a designer, one of the main things I wanted to touch on, okay? Mm -hmm. Let me do this uh, photo thing again. I'm going to see if this works. Okay, we're just going to look at this. It's a minute just to get you guys in the vibe of your, I mean, I love your shit. Mm -hmm. mm. So here's a little taste of the things that we saw on your show. And then we get into that. Okay. So then I'm going to move to uh, some of the highlights. Okay. So here we go. 
we're working with the cream of the crop, the coolest, the hippest, the it girl. Now I was talking to Ruth Carter and Sharon Davis and they said, I do not want to do contemporary. Like I, that to, to have to know what's cool, what's now. When I saw the show, the first thing I thought was, what did that collaboration, did you have time to collab with Zendaya? Because Donnie was telling me she barely had any time. Did you have mm -hmm. moments to sit and design with Zendaya? No, but in fittings, like she has really good instincts. So, you know, like I think she she was good with everything that I put forward for, for Rue, um, except for like there was a couple times where there was like something I would choose, which was like borderline to fashion. Yeah. And yeah. then and she would like sniff it out and she'd be like, no, I don't think Rue would wear that. And like her, totally. her instincts, right. Like I'm glad that she, you know, had that feedback because- Don't you? you? Know, I like that. Yeah. That was right. Um, yeah. So, so I think because things were moving so fast, like Donnie probably had said, um, alluded to, um, it, there wasn't much for collaboration. I mean, honestly, there were so many changes where I would just put them, it, have them set in the trailer. And I, you know, because Zendaya is like, has like such an easy body to dress. Too. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, she just looks good. And I mean, she could wear a paper bag <coughs> and like, so um, because of that, I could just set things in her trailer in the morning and um, and she would put them on and, and, you know, occasionally I'd set like an option of something like, you know, yep. like different pants or two different t-shirts or, you know, just to, to give her, um, you know, the, the option. But uh, for the most part, uh, she would just put on whatever I, I had set in the trailer and it worked. It was, uh, it was um, a real blessing to be able to right? work with. So many um, great, um, you know, actresses and collaborators on that show, and they they all had good instincts and they all have interesting style and and brought something to it. Um, so so it was great. I had partners, lots of partners in it in that way. I created partners with them. So you know, I've been saying over and over again that the the nomination is is for like the whole Euphoria family. And I like, love that was one of the things that I had seen. I think I've watched 75,000 of your interviews. I'm trying to like be unique from a costume designer standpoint, but uh, the collaboration and the, the hum, the humility that you are presenting because you actually, you know, did have a partnership with each character and okay. My favorite Hunter, the reason that I get to this specific costume is I'm going to ask you a question, but realizing as a costume designer, and I think for some of us, it could be hard to be like, I actually need to involve this actor. Besides the fact that Sam Levinson, the director, knew kind of what he was going for too, someone like Hunter, she brings valuable information to the table. Yeah, I mean, like she designed that um, embroidery on the-, the I was gonna ask, that was it. You guys did that. <gasps> Yeah, so um, the top and the answer from a designer called Lou Dallas, um, Raffaella from Lou Dallas designed those pieces. And I looked it and up, she, yeah. Yeah, she's a designer who, um, she's, um, she's been recognized by the CFDA and, and is definitely like uh, on, on the rise. Uh, but, you know, at the time when we were doing the show, I think, you know, she was probably like, you know, had a very small team in New York, like handmade clothes and, and um, very like grassroots and um, 
And, and so that was really great to be able to work with designers who were working at such like a, a smaller level, mm -hmm. um, like people who, um, you know, I contacted for, for stuff for, like all over the world who were probably like making clothes in their bedroom, like, you know, I so be able to like not only use like big box store brands or, or vintage, but to be able to like give a opportunity for um, for young and and smaller designers. Mm -hmm. I love that you do that because in some of your interviews, when you guys had given um, credit to these designers, I looked them up. And I know that you feel this too. You look at these designers and they're doing these designs and it's our childhood chopped up, right? I think they're yeah. bringing back so many things that we've seen, but in a different refreshing way. And they, the way that they put it together and this designer, I remember looking, going, oh, I know that sleeve. I know that lapel, but I never thought to do that. And I think you giving credit, it really, really uh, helped us, uh, us, like who's my partner, my freaking cat. It helped me <laughs> open the door to even designers I didn't know. So keep on promoting that because it's such a huge gift. Well, I think that one of the things um, other designers or like the majority of costume designers who are working in the industry is that I have a background in editorial and in fashion. So mm -hmm. from when like on the first projects I ever worked on, my process is usually, um, unless it's like period, um, my process is usually first um, reaching out to brands for product placement. And that was my question. Yeah, yeah. Not coming indie film world and like not have ha having like really big substantial budgets in the beginning of my career. So you yeah, know, like my first plan of action is I, I sort of like, I cast the net wide of like all the brands I'm interested in working with. And then I, I editorial polls, I basically and if like, there's been some brands who haven't wanted to, um, in you know, in, in the beginning, like, um, yeah. with editorial brands first started working with films and TV because there was a time when they wouldn't loan for film and TV. They didn't mm -mm. understand. Mm -mm. Um, and it, you know, it hasn't been until the past, I'd say 10 years that, you know, brands are open to this. Um, but in the past I would, you know, have to convince them like, Oh, I'll only have it out for a week and then I'll, we can work it like an editorial poll. Yeah, Even yeah. The, the pink dress that, um, that Hunter wears in the carnival episode. Yes. Is pink. And a four that Stella McCartney resort from that from that year and um and that was a sample they only had that one sample and I had to convince them to let me borrow it and you know the show hadn't come out yet they didn't know who Hunter was like but to... they knew who you were and I think that helps too you know yeah right I mean it's definitely I have my relationships and I think that helps yeah. but I still had to work it like an editorial yeah. pool I yeah. it back um, like as soon as we were done shooting, then we did, re we had to shoot a flashback sequence. So then I had to like get it again and it was like on another shoot in Paris and they had to like get, you know, so that's always very tricky when, you know, you're, you're um, working with one of something. I mean, you can always have it like remade, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always really liked um, this idea that, uh, you know, you can, you can have this wealth of resources that is beyond just costume houses and mall stores. And, you know, if you, if you approach costume design with this idea that you, you can um, look to fashion world, you mm -hmm. know, for, for a, for resource, then I, I think like, you know, you just have this wider net.
which helps. No, I, and I, it's all, it's also, you, it becomes more unique and more creative, but you're also setting up for opportunity of, mm -hmm. and I remember with the feathered area on Aria on PLL, I had done that in a previous show and it, mm -hmm. it was okay, whatever. And then mm -hmm. it hit and the girl lived in Los Feliz. Do you remember there's a store called Una Maze, right? Like mm -hmm. on the right off of, and she called me up and she was like, oh my God, I don't know who you are, but I am sold out. And I know that that opportunity alone is just feels good, man. Yeah, definitely. Like platform to young or, you know, not even young, but just. Small I know. Designer. I assume. Yeah. I assume they're all young. Okay. So we only have like five freaking minutes left. I do okay. want to ask you a question. And I know you have been asked the Halloween question to your blue in the face, but here is my question. So you've got, and again, this is a, these are movies of our generation. I'm like claiming them. Did these cast members, by the way, nailed Alabama Whirly because I've seen uh -huh. them done before. Did these actors know these references? Um, not all of them. No. <laughs> right, right. I didn't, and, uh, I didn't know the 45 one. I didn't know the Miss 45. I hadn't seen that one. Abel Ferrara's film. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I knew Abel Ferrara's work because the first movie I ever tried to get a PA job on in New York was one of his films. And, oh, um, okay, okay. He's a, he's a big New York filmmaker. But mm. uh, yeah, I, there was several, several of the cast who uh, went to Sam and were like, are you sure that should be my character? <laughs> Right. People are going to know who I am. And he just really stuck to his gut. And I wanted love him. that. Yeah. And um, I think like in a, a YouTube interview I did with Hunter, I, I said something about um, um, that the some of the references weren't very Gen X. And what I meant to say was Gen Z because because uh, like they they were Gen X. They um, were. Sam That's actually what they were. Yeah. Pretty. So but he, he just has such a, a thirst for um, pop culture. So, um, he, you know, even though in his early 30s, he, ha he knows all the references I know, um, and I'm, I'm older than him. So, um, so, yeah, so, you know, like Jodie Foster's character in Taxi Driver, like yeah, Alexa yeah. definitely was like, are you sure about that? Um, but, you know, I think it, I think it really, it, it worked. And, um, and hopefully now people who didn't know about these characters before, now they know. I dressed up as like, I would say, I guess like weird or like unusual yeah. uh, people from Me Halloween. Too. I love it. Obscure, like, obscure. You had to like know the film. Yeah, like from like around the age, like nine <laughs> to like 13, 14, I, I was like, one year I was Betty Boop. Um, I was- Wait, I liberal. was too. Really? Yeah. Photo. You know what's weird with her eyebrows? They go backwards. They yeah. go in. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really know if anyone knew who oh, I was, but um, Charlie Chaplin. One year, I was Liberace. <laughs> no, who I was the year I was Liberace. But Wait, I um, love but that. I was Patra one year. I was always like going for. Um, Wait, I was Cleopatra too. This is hilarious. Oh. <laughs> oh, mine were always film reference. It's so funny. I was watching The Office the other day, and uh -huh. um, uh, the the. The secretary girl, she goes as uh, Charlie Chaplin to the new office. And she said, I can't take off my hat because I'll look like Hitler. Oh, my God. She was making me. It was so funny. She was like, I can't do this. I had, I was, what was I? I like to do, like, pop culture references. I had done the ill girl from Saturday Night Live with the braces, the Jimmy Fallon character. And I did the one with the little hands with the bubbles. And every now and then people are like, dude, who is that? So 
I love being, you know, obscure like that. Um, and I was thinking about another connection to you and I. I think parties on Pretty Little Liars and having to convince and just like convincing these kids. I mean, every one of these I friggin' made, but to convince them, oh no, your hat is cool that it's side, you know, like I know that process of just saying, hey, I'm gonna make you a dope Snow White. Well, what about the, I'm like, I think the leather, you know, so that process is, it's very, very interesting. Okay, we've got three minutes. I wanna do Mandy's minutes really quick. And Heidi, thank you for being part of this. I know you have a trillion interviews. Thank oh. you. Oh no, it's, it's been a little much with the um, euphoria and this pilot, but I'm so happy that you had me on and thank you. Oh, you're so cool. Yeah. I love this because the guests, I think it's so cool that we have so many costumes on our guests that just like me and the other fans too. Mm -hmm. If you could mm -hmm. be a fly on the wall on any movie, mm -hmm. past, present, TV show that you could watch how the creatives worked, what uh, show? I had, Donnie said the dopest answer. She said Velvet Goldmine. And I was like, ooh, that's a good answer. Hmm. Um, wow, that's a hard one. Any, any, any or it could show? be a top, you know, like I say 12 months, uh, that was mine. Wow. Um, it, for me, it would probably be, um, some big, like, it'd probably be like, uh, Stanley Kubrick's like Barry right? London. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. No, it, that's, that's like time bandits. Like, dude, watch time bandits. Something like that would be cool. That's definitely. That, that's some of the best costumes I think ever. And ever. Same, did, um, Sophia Coppola's Marie Antoinette. You know, to, to be on the set of like, you know, to just be around um, costume that shop, conversation, like, right? Yeah. Build kinds of costumes at that level. That would be exciting. That yeah. specific unique details. Okay, one more question. We got one minute and 20 seconds left. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a dream to work in a certain genre on a film or TV that you haven't touched on? Like, I'll, you'll never mm -hmm. hear me say I want to do a Western. Is there a genre or time frame you would love to do? Yeah, I'd love to do like a, a hyper surreal kind of like sci-fi um, film, like, you know, like Terry Gilliam's Brazil, or, you know, where there's right. like, it's like, right. Mixing like nostalgia with like sci-fi with futuristic, so it's like this like mashup of references. So you're creating it. world. So it's not like um, complete like you know. It's it, it the genre is is uh, more like ambiguous. I think that'd be fun. I yeah. love that. Well, good luck. Congratulations. Yeah. I just I think you and I. By the way. You sound like a total movie nerd like me. We need to come up, students love it, with like our top 20. And cool, I can yeah. tell that like you and I need to bounce back and forth on movies. Congratulations and keep on killing Thanks. it. And thank you for being here.